0: Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast. We come to you from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA, and we are heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's Campus and Community Station. My name is Betsy, and I'm joined by Sarah Sarah,
1: and Suica.
0: We are volunteers with the TVA, and our mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant based eating. On today's show, we are going to be talking about our experiences right now dealing with the quarantine and how we are handling it. So, I guess to start off, I'll just ask a question of how are you guys feeling and finding everything happening right now.
1: Uh, so I'm uh, I'm able to work from home, fortunately, and uh, I do work contract though. So as of next week, I'm not exactly sure what's going to be happening. Um, you know, in terms of work, cause I I have kind of run out, but otherwise, that uh, I don't know. Things are things are pretty. Uh, okay, I guess. I'm not feeling that um, that claustrophobia uh, that some people are feeling, you know, like that that need to go outside and be outside. Yeah, Sarah, how are you doing?
2: Um, similarly, I've been able to continue to do my work from home, which is good. I work in urban planning. So, I mean, it's been pretty interesting because, like, in general, you know, our cities have become very, very different the way that we experience them the way that we're using our streets and our parks and, you know, the sidewalks. So it's been quite interesting just to observe what's going on. And I still am able to go out and ride my bike pretty frequently. So feeling really grateful to be able to do that. And um, I'm also a yoga teacher. So I've been doing my own home practice every morning. And that's been really kind of a grounding way to begin each, each day. So, yeah, doing all right.
0: Okay, so uh, how have you been connecting with other people in your life that maybe you now can't see in person or you can only uh, talk to online and stuff like that? Are you um, using video chat? What are you guys doing? Um, I'm kind of
1: laughing as you ask that question because I'm like, nah, the only person I talked to before all of this was my partner. The only person I talk to now is my partner. So I live with him, so nothing really
0: changed.
2: (laughs) Good thing you like each other. (laughs) I kind
0: of feel like for some people, the quarantine hasn't actually changed life all that much. But for other people, it's been really, really challenging. So I definitely have noticed a struggle with not being able to see people like I usually do I don't know if anyone else has experienced this but it's it's like I can't even like hug a friend or whatever you know
2: totally I feel that as well I'm not I don't like being on my computer when I'm not working <laughs> so um, I'm not really into the, the video chatting as much. I mean, it's wonderful that it's available, but um, I just missed, yeah, in-person conversation. Going to the gym is a big one for me. But all of these things, you know, maybe we took them for granted before, and we certainly won't anytime soon.
1: Uh, so, the, I mean, there are certain things um, that, like, you know, like you're saying, Sarah, like, you kind of took it for granted just being able to go outside and go into an establishment and stay in that establishment for a long period of time. Like, there are things like that that, uh, that I do kind of miss. I mean, uh, my partner actually was just saying yesterday that because we, uh, we go to a lot of um, live comedy and we can't we can't do that right now. And so there are things like that. But nothing, nothing real, I'm going to say, because, you know, there are a lot of people that are being meaningfully impacted I feel like everything that I'm going through is more like eh, these are minor annoyances um For sure. sure
2: yeah but it's still like you know everyone's going through something so it's good to just yeah share what we're all dealing with and you know the tools that we're using to cope and yeah I, I agree with you like I haven't really I'm really lucky and that I haven't been hugely affected but totally like just being able to go out and support those you know going to stand-up comedy I, I love live music um you know, those things are important. It's not to say that, that missing those isn't significant.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely. Like the first day of quarantine for me was actually my birthday. And so I, no had, way, really? Yeah, it was. Aww. So obviously, um, that was kind of a downer and I had to, you know, I had like a, dinner planned and I was gonna kind of have a little you know birthday celebration and of course I had to cancel it and um this was like mid-march and at that time people were like oh this will this will blow over in a couple weeks you'll you'll just reschedule next month and of course that has mm. come and gone oh I'm sorry so I, I definitely for me have had some days where I'm just like, it's fine, whatever. This is what has to happen. And other days where I've been, you know, kind of like sad and a little anxious. So what I do is like, I really try and think about something good I'm learning from this or, you know, try to find my gratitude um, in a time where it can be kind of more challenging to come up with it. Mm-hmm. but you know like this whole thing is forcing everyone as a global community to really like shift their priorities and it's been really interesting like i live around a lot of apartment buildings and at 7:30 every day there's people on their balconies um doing the thank you for the essential workers clapping
2: and yesterday hanging on pots and pans and stuff
0: yeah I'm like yes I love that like a drum solo and like oh my gosh even though like the world is so changing it's like people are still finding ways to connect and you know people on the street who probably wouldn't have even like acknowledged my existence were like you know saying hello and like so I, I do think it's help, been helpful to, to think about the good. Like I have had more time for reading and like picking up some of my old hobbies again. And that's been really nice. So that's been very helpful for me is to try and remember my like
2: gratitude. Oh, I was just going to say, um, because you mentioned, you know, living in an area with a lot of apartments, on my, like, little bike rides around my neighborhood, I've been noticing, like, I never really used to look up as much, and I've been just, like, looking up at people's balconies and just noticing the number of people that are just having little conversations from balcony to balcony, and like Betsy said, playing music, like, there's, it's very creative, and it makes you kind of appreciate that we are resilient, right, and we can find ways to connect even when, you know, our, our boundaries have to be, you um, you know, more enforced. So there is, there is a sense of positivity. And I think with the warmer weather as well, like the fact that we can spend time on our porch or balcony or even just open a window, it really does make a difference.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: When, uh, when it first started, my partner actually got laid off uh, for a month and we weren't sure when, like, you know, how long he was going to be laid off for. And I was like, oh, well, you know, all the, the classes that I teach because I, I, I teach in a corporate environment. Um, you know they're all they're all getting canceled, so we're both gonna be at home. Um, and I said, but you know, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that because we're gonna get to spend all this time together. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got that for a month and now ugh, he has to go back into work and he unfortunately ha- does have to go out and um, and go to work for the kind of work that he does. But yeah, I remember when all of this stuff was kind of ramping up and people were starting to work from home, um, a friend th- a friend that I ran into said that, you know, she's actually looking forward to it, looking forward to the fallout of all of this uh, to see what kind of changes are going to happen in the world. We're going to reevaluate uh, a lot of the, the types of things that we're doing. And um, I know, uh, so one of the companies that I was working for on contract for a longer period of time, they have it so that like you can work from home, but only a small percentage of the employees can work from home. And when this started, you know, everyone had to work from home. And so the first week of working from home, all the employees start asking, wait, if we can all work from home now, why can't we all work from home once this is all done? You know, like the the changes, people are already starting to request them. And I think that that is really cool to see how the world is going to transform, hopefully for the better, uh, where we have more of like a a work-life balance, or we start seeing, like, hey, look how the pollution's gone down because people aren't flying as much anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you start
2: realizing these things. That's huge. That's a huge positive impact, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I have definitely been following um, some of the stories about the impact of this on the environment, and I've also noticed, just, like, on social media and stuff, a lot more animals getting fostered and rescued and stuff. And that's been really nice to see because people, you know, struggling to just put food on the table right now, their, they're, you know, pets may be suffering as well. So, you know, from, the, um, from that perspective, it, it really is something to be thinking about as well. Do you have any pets,
1: sweet cat? Um, i uh, I unfortunately don't at this time.
2: How about you, Sarah? I don't either, but um our neighbors do both have cats, so just seeing them sometimes poking their heads out and hearing them pattering around has actually been really nice. And we live in like a pretty um like, a pretty close neighborhood, so we kind of start to recognize our, you know, neighbors' cats and dogs, and it's just, like, really lovely to see them out and about. They seem to be doing just fine, so maybe we can learn something from them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I kind of think, like, all these pets who are probably used to their owners leaving from, you know, 7 in the morning to, like, 6 at night now have their, like, their owners there all day every day and they're getting probably more walks and all this attention
2: yeah and that's then, so true
0: and then they're like you guys are are always gonna be with me forever right and then <laughs> they'll have to inevitably go back to work and be like what the heck
2: you're leaving me or maybe they're plotting a revolution right they're like oh humans <laughs> they just don't know how to exist when something comes along and they're just still living their their lives as they always did
0: I believe in Italy or somewhere the canals were getting cleaner and some of the I think some of the, the dolphins or something were starting to return and the water was getting clearer so it's hard to know the impact that all of this is going to have but in the short term it seems to be doing the planet something some good
1: I'm going to take it in a negative way and then maybe I'll come back to the positive later so have you been um have you been hearing about the the negative uh aspect um of the I don't know I guess what's happening with the slaughterhouses and uh you know workers getting infected and all that so it's happening a lot in the States and it's happening here in
0: Canada as well. Uh, I don't know a lot about this. Would you uh, like to tell me what you know? Yeah. So so a lot of
1: slaughterhouses are getting closed down and there's actually a really good video about this that Mike the Vegan produced. Uh, so Mike the Vegan, he's a YouTuber. Look him up. He has two COVID videos and one of them is about um, slaughterhouses and COVID. And so... There are just a lot of cases in slaughterhouses. And some of that has to do with the fact that they're working, you know, like elbow to elbow next to each other. He's kind of suggesting other animals can get COVID as well. And so maybe the COVID is being transmitted to these pigs. And that's why, uh, you know, the workers are getting it in such large numbers. It's not just that they're working in close proximity. Because, I mean, if you think about a grocery store, like hundreds of people are going in and out of a grocery store every day. So it's not, in a grocery store, you don't have that proximity, but you have volume. In a slaughterhouse, in terms of people, you don't have volume, but you have proximity. So it's weird that slaughterhouses have such high uh, infection rates, but you don't don't hear that in other industries. And so um, in uh, Canada, there's a plant that got shut down, and that plant got shut down uh, and it accounts for 40% of Canada's beef processing capacity. Um, and one in five of the COVID cases can be linked back to this plant, uh, which I don't know if I already said it was in Alberta. Uh, and this is something that was in the National Post, I think, um, yesterday. So that's, like, that's a lot. One in five cases in an entire province can be you know, uh, traced back to one slaughterhouse. I mean, it's a huge slaughterhouse that's a you no? Know? And then Trump is like, uh, we need to get these slaughterhouses open again and he doesn't seem to really care about the fact that the workers are suffering um, before uh, people started talking about the high infection rates in slaughterhouses, workers were being told, you know, come in even if you know, even if you have symptoms, just come in, mm-hmm. come in. And he he doesn't seem to be acknowledging any of that Trump or caring about these people. And I was reading an article that said, yeah, so this is why Trump doesn't care. Because these are people that don't make very much money. They're from immigrant communities by and large. So, of course, he doesn't care about those people. He never has cared about those people. Whereas Trudeau is more like, listen, all these slaughterhouses are getting um, closed down. We need to figure out a way to open them safely, which, I mean not that much better but at least it's a little bit better (laughs) yeah marginally Uh, better yeah it doesn't acknowledge they have such a dangerous workplace to begin with and this is just like another danger that's being added on this is only on this new danger it doesn't acknowledge that old danger
2: that's so true it's like another extra layer of stress and discomfort and yeah, just not a good situation at all. I mean, gosh, it's like such wishful thinking. But imagine if, you know, we could use this, I don't want to say opportunity because it's it's really not, but use the situation to reevaluate some of these working conditions. Like, obviously, we're not going to shut down all slaughterhouses. But what if, you know, the volume was less or, you know, like you're saying, they put measures in place to make conditions a little bit better. I don't know. It's I don't think that's going to happen, but it would be nice if it did.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because, like, there's so much talk about, oh, the stock market, the stock market, the stock market, you know, things are going down, things are going down, but, um, like, I watched the Beyond Meat stock, and uh, it keeps going up. Like, it did go down, I think, in the, the past day, it went back down again, but, you know, at one point during this crisis, it was at, like, uh, in the high 50s, and then it went up to a little bit over hundred. And so, I don't know, that's an indication to me that people are, people are rethinking maybe their, their
2: meat consuming behavior.
1: That's awesome.
2: I didn't know that.
1: I, maybe that's, maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, but I don't know what else that would be signaling. Um,
2: I think it makes that, sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: The sad thing is though, that these animals are, uh, it's so disgusting, the way that they're bred, right? Like it's if you don't kill them on the day that they're meant to be killed, they can't live past that. Like their bodies are not made to live past that point. And so it's not like, oh, we'll just hang on to these pigs and we'll slaughter them two days later. It doesn't work like that. And so they just have to kill all these animals. Um, so in that same uh, financial post article, they said that uh, 90,000 pigs will likely have to be exposed because of the slowdown in production. Um, and that, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not to say that the pigs aren't dying in vain just because they're being eaten. I mean, someone could be eating something else anyways, but somehow this feels worse.
2: Oh, for sure. That's horrible. Oh, my gosh. That just goes to show you that, like, our food systems are completely irrational. <laughs> like, just the idea of killing animals literally for nothing, that's that's horrifying.
0: Yeah, and I also have definitely noticed like um people now have to think about how they grocery shop differently regardless of um, vegan, not vegan. You can't just go to the grocery store in the same fashion as you did prior, right? And so I feel like people who maybe never even thought about like where their meat or fish or whatever is coming from are now having to think like, um, more specifically about what they're buying.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wonder if this is, well, probably people are already shifting their habits, but you know, maybe there is a trend towards choosing things that will last longer. Like personally, I mean, I already eat like a pretty healthy, nutritious diet, but I mean, I've definitely been buying more, you know, dried lentils and chickpeas and things like that, that I know will last a long time and that I can easily prepare at home. So,
0: yes, exactly. Like we've been buying bulk of chickpeas and all sorts of stuff, just because I know like that is going to last, whereas if you buy, when you buy, like, fruit and veg, you basically have the shelf life of how long it lasts in the fridge. Are you hearing
1: about the meat shortages? So, that's why, you know, Trump is trying to get these slaughterhouses up and running again, because so many of them are closing down, and um, now, uh, so there are shortages here as well in Canada, so McDonald's, Canada is actually importing uh, U.S. beef, which is, I don't know, Funny, I guess, because some of their marketing says like, oh, 100% Canadian beef. And they can't really say that anymore because now they're importing from the U.S. I don't know why the U.S. would like let go of that since they're having shortages on their end as well. But maybe that's going to force people to reconsider, you know, when um, supply goes down, price goes up. It's unfortunate that this will disproportionately affect the poor. And that seems to be the case for everything negative. It disproportionately affects the poor. But hopefully it'll get governments and institutions to recognize that beans are a source of protein that's better than meat, it's more affordable, it has like all the the vitamins, nutrients, it doesn't have the negative impacts that meat protein does. So hopefully the end result is that people start seeing the benefits of plant-based foods and beans at the end of
0: all of this. All right. So that was our podcast for today. Uh, you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto vegetarian podcast and radio show brought to you by TVA's Resource Center crew. We are heard on CJRU, 1280 AM, the scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes on our app, The Veg Guide, and at veg.ca slash vegout. Uh, Find out everything you need to know about what we do at veg.ca. If you're listening to this podcast in May 2020, please know that the Resource Center is still closed due to COVID-19. You can check our social media updates as well. Um, Some updates include that we are having an upcoming social group event Next week, there's a dinner with vegetarians of High Park. And next weekend on May 9th, a cake ball party for Mother's Day with the Vegan Baking Group, which you can find more information from their Facebook group. And um, you can check veg.ca slash events for ongoing updates and details of the virtual social group events. And there's also an online lunch club. If you miss socializing, so do we. Join us for lunch every Monday and Thursday from 12 to one for as long as this new normal lasts. Come for a part of the hour or the whole thing. You bring lunch We'll all talk about whatever hosted on Zoom by the TVA. You can RSVP on Facebook or to directory at veg.ca and we'll share the meeting link each week. If you missed the recent veg spring e-market, you can watch the webinars and workshops online on our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Toronto Veg. So, with all that said, until next time, Veg out.